0: It's that, you know what, it's going to be freaking hard, but you got your swagger and empires and amazing things are built from that. Well, hello, you brilliant minds and welcome to another backstage business episode. Today, I am going to share with you how an exercise bike made me better in business. But before I start, I wanted to tell you that this episode is brought to you by The Draw Shop, where we make animated videos that just work. Did you know that most businesses are struggling to increase their sales simply because they don't stand out? Well, at The Draw Shop... We use a scientifically proven formula to create animated videos that just work. With customers like Uber, Twitter, Google, United Nations, Ariana Huffington, and more, we know that creating messages that are impossible to misunderstand is critical to attract more customers and keep your audience engaged so that you can stand out as the best in your industry. So if you are looking for a kick butt video that just works and gets results, check us out at thedrawshop.com. Okay, back to it. As an entrepreneur, let me ask you this. Have you ever felt that it might just be best to give up? Like maybe this isn't your jam after all and you should just go back to doing what you did before or find something else that isn't so stressful? Because I have definitely been there and that's why I'm sharing this episode with you. So really what I'm asking is, has the discomfort been so awful that quitting sounded much better. Maybe you started the thing you did because it didn't exist and you thought it should, or because other people that were doing it weren't doing it as good as you think it should be done, or maybe you knew that you were just a badass and you could totally rock your own business. You knew you weren't mediocre and you wanted more. Isn't that how most of us entrepreneurs start out? Well, then there's road bumps that come along the way, like a product fails, or a customer is wanting a refund, or multiple customers are wanting a refund, or funding that you thought was coming through didn't, and you had all of these commitments lined up, or maybe that marketing tactic that works so well in the beginning, a year or so later just isn't working anymore, and suddenly you find yourself with a team looking at you for answers. And sometimes it's just you going, what am I going to do? I want to throw my hands up in the air and give up you're expected to have all of these answers that will just save everything, and you don't. And that's that moment where you think to yourself, all right, it's time to just throw in the towel. And you kind of just think, maybe that's just what I'll do. It'll feel so much better. I'll just let it all go. I so know that feeling, and I would love to say that it only happened once, but it's actually happened more than once for different reasons at different stages of my business, and it's so scary and it's so uncomfortable that just stopping altogether does seem like an alternative that you can live with until you realize after you have that inner temper tantrum (laughs) that you can't you actually can't live with that decision. You get some type of reminder from the universe that's maybe in the form of a quote that you see on Instagram or maybe it's a success story on YouTube that totally inspires you or it's running into that one lady at the grocery store who's always like been so impressive to you. And then you remember, "Hey, wait a minute. I'm I'm not mediocre and it's not enough for me to just quit." And you remember that you're bigger than that, that you're more than that, and that you came here to succeed. And if it's the last breath that you take, you will fight. You will fight for this. You will do everything you can. Okay. So it might not be that dramatic for some, but for some, I know it actually is that dramatic and it feels that dramatic, even if it doesn't look that dramatic. And if you're anything like me, it's that dramatic. <laughs> I've quit before, you know, back as, as a new entrepreneur probably like in my 20s and 30s. I've, I've definitely quit things and ventures before. I've just given up because something seemed too hard. I just stopped. Whether it was trying, trying out for something in school as a young kid, or chickening out last minute for a an interview, or saying no to a big opportunity to speak in front of a lot of people because it scared the crap out of me, I have definitely said no because in those moments, the fear of doing it badly, or the fear of messing everything up, or not knowing not knowing how to do it the right way, was so much bigger than my want for the growth. And I think that maybe it's because I didn't actually know what the growth would be or that there was such a thing. I just thought you fail and that sucks hardcore. And that's a check on the list of how bad you are. So I willingly accepted myself in mediocrity because it felt more comfortable. And then more experiences like, this happened, and I started to realize that I actually hated the feeling of mediocrity. I actually hated that feeling of failing and accepting just getting by. And I hate it because I know that deep down, that is not who I am. It's not what I am. And I know that hardcore, unavoidable, uncomfortable situations, struggle, challenges, challenges, all of that kept coming up for me, and I kept looking at it as, why, why me? This isn't, this isn't fair until I heard that all-famous quote, and I, I don't know who the originator of it is, but it's, it's that whole mindset of this isn't happening to you. This is happening for you, and I suddenly started to see things differently. Did I still chicken out sometimes? Yes, but I started to more and more take a chance, and I knew that there were things that I couldn't walk away from, and there were things that I couldn't give up on, and I had to deal with these things head on. And I didn't really realize in the moment how important these moments were until I experienced the feelings afterwards, the feelings of empowerment and confidence, the feelings of, oh my gosh, I, I just did that. And here's the most powerful part. I still had those feelings, even if I failed and totally messed up big time. I still had that feeling. And it was so odd to me. How could I feel so good when I just tanked? Oh, because I actually did it. And now I know I'm capable of it. And Now I actually learned what I did wrong. So I'm now super excited to go do it again because I learned something from that, and I'm going to do it better this time. I still felt better than if I hadn't done it or faced it at all. So this was like mind-boggling to me at the time, that I thought I was saying no to things so that I could keep myself in this comfortable position, because shouldn't we be comfortable? And really, it was so uncomfortable, because I wasn't living up to my potential. Okay. So what does this have to do with the bike? (laughs) So for the past few years, I've become addicted to working out. Actually, I've, I've always liked working out. I used to do triathlons throughout my whole life. Actually. I love, I love the challenge of of pushing myself, but I will be real with you. I don't know that I ever pushed myself to, to the discomfort that I do now. And I'm sure many of you know of a little company called Peloton. It's a spin bike with a big digital monitor attached to it with access to live and on-demand spin classes with some of the most energetic, inspiring, charismatic instructors ever. If you need motivation, this is, and I'm not endorsing, by the way, at all Peloton. I love it. I will tell everyone to get one, but I i have no affiliation. But It's amazing. I mean, you take one of those classes and you're just like pumped up and and motivated. And when the product came out, I was probably one of the very first to buy because I was just like, oh my gosh, I've always loved spinning. I've always loved a classroom type setting, but sometimes, you know, it was 20 minutes just to get to the the studio that I liked. And then it was, you know, another 20 minutes back. And by the end of the day, it was just like, gosh, that was just so much time. And now I've got a shower and this and that, that there were times I was just like, I'm just not going to go because it's going to take too much time but i really loved it it was it's was like my favorite type of workout so when this came out i was just like oh, in in 100% i've had it for years now and i've definitely formed this addiction especially now because they've got all these different types of things that they do there's yoga there's abs there's arms there's strength and conditioning there's tr- the treadmill there's outdoor guided runs it's just incredible and all with the this these instructors that just <laughs> motivate you like crazy so This is something, though, that you are doing in the privacy of your own home. So yes, the teachers can see your name and what you're doing if it's live, because you can do a live class or you can do it on on demand. So if you're doing it on demand and they can't see you and what your efforts are, you only have you to answer to on that bike. So there's nobody calling you out inside the room saying, push faster uh, or push harder there's nobody, you know, behind the screen going. I just saw you just stopped pedaling. <laughs> Sometimes they do call you out. <laughs> What's going on? Or, you know, you on the live class, you hope that you're going to get a shout out, but they're not going to do that if you if you just stop and if you're not doing it. So you have to be doing something. And with nobody there, you do have the option to just quit and just stop. So if you get tired, where you're like, wow, my legs are burning, or I'm so breathless right now, and you don't want to push the resistance that they're asking you to, or you don't want to go at the fast cadence they're telling you to, you can just stop, and you can just cruise. But the thing about these teachers is that they remind you that they don't care what you're doing, because it is you that you have to answer to. And do you want to be mediocre? Like, why did you even show up if you're not going to give it your all? Why even take the time to get on the bike and do it if you're just going to half-ass it? So you're not wasting their time. You're wasting yours. Ouch. And they will say that frequently. (laughs) It's not my time you're wasting. It's yours. And if you didn't feel that burn and that opportunity, that 30 seconds of a push, that we are all pushing together, if you decided to just cruise it out because you wanted to, not because you needed to, but because you wanted to, there's nobody that you are hurting except yourself. And that was a big ouch. And I hear things like this all the time as I do these classes and it just makes me apply this to all parts of of my life. So how does this have anything to do with me being better in business? Because I look back even just five years ago and I see where I didn't push as hard as I could have. And I was so afraid of the discomfort and possibly failing that I didn't even try. And then I look to today and I think, what could have been had I done those things that I said no to? If I'm working out and the instructor calls for a heavy resistance and a fast cadence, I might not meet their output, but I won't ever know if I don't try. And each time I try, I get stronger and I can endure more. And the next time I ride, I go faster and my output climbs. Am I the fastest and the strongest of all the people there? Am I the top on the leaderboard? No. But I am my version of fastest and strongest. And I'm only getting faster and stronger because I dare to endure the pain and the discomfort even when no one is watching. And I don't need to impress anybody else because no one else really cares, actually. Most people really just care about themselves. I mean, let's be honest. And if we are worried about what other people think, it's only because it influences the way we feel about ourselves. And then that's just a silly circle. So why don't we just stop at how do I feel about me and let that be the measuring factor. In business, there are conversations that I don't want to have sometimes. There's choices that I don't want to have to be the one to make because it could either be a really good one or a really terrible one. There's people that I have to speak in front of. There's meetings I have to lead, presentations I have to lead. There's processes I have to change that my team might not like, something that they've gotten used to, but I want to switch it up. These are all things that make me uncomfortable because they're either going to work or not work. And just like a full-on stomach ache, I will get that feeling where I want to curl up into a ball. It's that kind of discomfort. And yet, the more that I do it, the more endurance I have to keep doing it. And then you start to look back one day and you realize you are doing things every day that used to make you uncomfortable that don't anymore. I look back years ago at how much faster and longer I can run today than I could just two years ago because I endure. Because instead of quitting in that moment of breathlessness and knowing that I have that one last push inside of me and because I know that this is the moment, that one moment, that short, maybe 20 seconds, 15 seconds, that moment right there where you push beyond and stop the negotiation with yourself of, you know what? I've already done enough so far. I don't need to keep going. Instead, you keep going. You keep going until you hear the five, four, three. one, and then stop that moment is when the change happens. That's where the endurance is built. And you look back and you go, man, I remember when running one mile at 10 minutes was so hard. It was so hard, but I did it. Now I can run less than an eight minute mile for a period of time. Maybe not a long period of time. I'm not that fast. (laughs) But I can run three miles at that now. And it used to be like, oh my gosh, I have to walk, then run, walk, then run, jog, really. And I wouldn't have gotten there had I not pushed through those really hard moments. I so know how much easier it is to just cruise I know it's so much easier to say, you know what? I, I'm just going to start this tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll be in a much better mindset. I'll just, I'll just do it tomorrow. But where does that ever get you? Where does the the delay get you? Where does not doing it get you is really what I'm trying to say. So one of the instructors, if any of you follow me on Instagram you'll know that I love Robin Arzon I actually got to take one of the live Peloton classes at the New York studio and I sat right next to her and I got a call out it was my three hundred and fiftieth ride and I was so excited. And she is someone who, she's, she just inspires me. I mean, everybody has, everybody has their favorite instructor, and she's definitely mine. There's some people that just speak to your soul, just give you the language that you need to hear to get through those tough moments. And it's almost like she can read my mind. And one thing that, one thing that she says is uh, she, she calls it swagger. You know, that like, that feel good, I just did that. And I am capable, and I can do it. I just did something so hard. And then she says, it's swagger that builds empires. And I love that because it's so true. It's that, you know what? It's going to be freaking hard. But you got your swagger and empires and amazing things are built from that. And so now I will close this podcast with a quote from Robin because it's a mindset that I have of pushing myself. On this bike and in my workouts has paralleled with me pushing myself in business. And the results are amazing. And you only get results by actually putting in the work. You're not just handed the endurance. You have to work for it. And I wanted to share this quote. I'm just gonna share, share this quote because I, I think it's amazing and I and I I reflect, I, I refer back to this quote often. And I hope that it means something to you as well. So Robin Arzon says, someone once told me not to bite off more than I could chew. I said, I'd rather choke on greatness than nibble on mediocrity. And with that, I thank you for listening. I hope this reminded you of the greatness that you are, the brilliance that you have, and the amazing capability you have to endure. Till next time.